0: Welcome back to the Blockchain Journal Club. This is episode number two. Uh, we're recording on Monday, April thirteenth, uh, and today we'll be talking about real-time block rate targeting. Um, I'm Carlos. I'm Perry. And welcome back. How, how was your weekend, Perry?
1: Not bad, not bad. How was your Easter, Carlos?
0: Not great, honestly. It was actually, um, it was actually quite quite stressful. Why? First of all I made my first um, public appearance since the quarantine <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we wanted to get Easter eggs and uh, <laughs> had to go into the Jean Coutu. so oh my. Uh, I went in it's pretty military yeah. like you said you go in uh, this lady like started asking me questions you know yeah, she's like affected, how are you feeling yeah how are you feeling um, anybody you know is sick whatever no and then she like uh, shot me with her temperature uh, with her uh, thermometer gun there which nice. was nice—a free little diagnosis. My temperature's yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. You, you uh, are they doing that at the grocery stores? No. Oh wow! Well, yeah, it's pretty scary because like, <laughs> a few times since this happened, I thought I had a fever. You know, I was like, oh, I feel a little you, hot. You know. You're a bit of a hypochondriac
2: then.
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's it's not it's not even conscious, right? It's the placebo effect or whatever. Yeah. The opposite. Um anyway, do do? That was fine. And then even worse, the freaking the clog the, the sink clogged, so. I spent like all okay it clogged Saturday night and uh I was like I went to sleep I was like I'm gonna be a hero YouTube it figure it out (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you woke up in a pool of water (laughs) you made it worse (laughs) I mean you can cut like three hours later Victoria's like standing on the counter plunging the the thing (laughs) nothing was working I I I like she's the hero huh she's the hero no it didn't work we we, oh, we couldn't unclog it we had to call a freaking uh plumber oh and you can't you let him in your house let him let a plumber in the house on corona oh my god like, on you're, the quarantine you, on easter weekend it was really not good you're
1: extra corona now yeah
0: so i basically bleached the entire house after he <laughs> I, I was wearing a mask too when he came in the guy was like yo come on man i'm not <laughs> it's you said that yeah no <laughs> that's he, funny he was like you know he was just like yeah i'm not so worried it's uh you know i've been fine um, yes. but yeah it, it was that was a whole that was a whole easter easter sunday basically sick pretty annoying yeah now it's easter monday though now it's easter monday so um we're gonna get to talk about blockchain exactly uh okay so yes maybe uh maybe every episode we should start with like describing the podcast you know in case anybody anybody's listening who's not a relative sure. of ours <laughs> <laughs> yes um so uh This is a journal club and if you're used to uh if you're used to academia this is kind of a a common thing uh people that are interested in the same topic get together usually once a week they pick a paper that came out usually uh, something recent and one person uh, takes the time to really understand it and uh, prepare a little explanation Uh, and then after that we'll just have an d- informal chat about what we think, what we think could be improved, where, where there's interesting work to be done. Um, and today Perry is gonna be discussing a uh, real-time block rate targeting, which I think is a nice follow-up to last week's episode about difficulty scaling and how that can be used to uh, solve real-world scientific problems. Um, it's still kind of trying to work at the basics, the most fundamental level of blockchain where you try to play with how the block generation process is um, is carried out. Um, so I think that's all I should say, and I'll let you, Perry, go ahead. Yeah. So this is
1: like straight off the press. You know, it's like the
0: most recent. Oh yeah, we should say it's from uh, the Ledger Journal.
1: Yeah, it's the most recent uh, vo- issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
1: came out I don't know two weeks ago. Was it last week. Nice. Sure.
0: I think it was last week. I, I should uh, I should tell them that we are uh, doing a little discussion of one of their papers. I think they would be. Yeah, a, maybe pretty happy
1: Uh, yeah so yeah so it came two 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 papers in that issue this is one of them um yeah maybe we'll put the link in the description of the link will be there there. absolutely yeah and this is by someone named thomas m harding not sure if it's this guy i try to google him i googled him too i just got an actor
0: oh he's (laughs) an actor and a blockchain guy (laughs) no i don't think it's him not sure pretty pretty good (laughs) physique (laughs) not not quite sure (laughs) You know, body 215 pound side. 98 kilo athletic <laughs> yeah, slash <no>. tone <laughs>
1: <laughs> brown hair brown eyes i don't know maybe maybe he's a multi-talented man i'm not sure i'd like to think about uh, yeah no
0: no so, I, anyways, I saw his github he's uh he's he's pretty uh, uh did you see his github or,
1: or yeah, yeah. i saw a different okay well sam
0: github and it was nice. i don't know he's like a researcher but he did the whole thing on his own nice cool pretty cool paper also
1: also i think there's some He's related somehow to Komodo. Oh, in the acknowledgments he acknowledges. Anyways, whatever. We'll Mm. get to that, I guess. Yeah. Um. So this um, this paper is about. Okay, just maybe some background information. Yeah. In Bitcoin and I guess proof of work, uh, blockchains. You have two rules that sort of compete, right? So you have, you you want you want the one block to be found every ten minutes on average, say in Bitcoin. But you also want that uh, the more computational resources you invest in finding in, uh, in mining, you should reward with more Bitcoin. So these two things are competing because you cannot maintain this 10 minute, 10 minute average per block. If you're also rewarding people with more Bitcoin, uh, as they invest more computational resources. So how do you satisfy these two rules? Well, there's an update of the mining difficulty and in Bitcoin, this happens every 2016 blocks. So you know, if you have uh, over here, let's say in this slide, you know, you have a, a set of two thousand sixteen blocks, and after the two thousand sixteenth, there's an update, and you know, the update works. Uh, basically, the way it works is if there are more blocks produced in a two week period than which would expect, you. Uh, so if there are more blocks produced, then you decrease the difficulty. Oh, uh, sorry. The opposite. No, if, okay. So if, if more if more than two weeks passed since, uh, if more than two weeks passed after two thousand sixteen blocks, you decrease the difficulty, and if less than two weeks passed, after two thousand sixteen blocks, you increase the difficulty. Yeah. Right. So. And then you you hope that on average you get two thousand sixteen blocks per two weeks,
2: right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, things get keep keep getting updated until you get that satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point of this current paper is that they want to. Change this to have some sort of dynamic difficulty adjustment. So you don't wanna you don't wanna adjust this difficulty every every 2016 blocks, but you wanna adjust it maybe in some dynamic way so that you have some better responsiveness to the changes in hash rate of the of the miners. Uh, you can improve the stability of the block production, and you can maintain something called the progress tree property that, that we'll get to in a bit. And and also another interesting effect this would have would make it that the timestamps in each block would be more useful. So right now the timestamps in the blocks of a Bitcoin say you're allowed to be up to two hours off. That's sort of the consensus that allows up to two hours off of the, the actual time. So the, the time of each block is not really useful because, you know, well, I mean, it's useful up to two hours, basically.
0: Wait, sorry. Why, why is there um, a disagreement between like the actual time and the block time?
1: Yeah. So basically right now in Bitcoin, you're allowed to be up to two hours off on what you put in as your block, as, as your block time.
0: But how do you know? How can anyone verify if you're off or not?
1: Exactly. Well, the point is, right? You get your blo- the block gets propagated. Yeah. And so different people see different times for different blocks. Yeah. Like, like actual times. Yeah. So if oh whoa, fee- sorry, by
0: time you mean the time between blocks or the time where you post the block?
1: So you're allowed basically the time people see the new block. Yeah. You compare it to the timestamp in the block. Oh, okay. And that could be off by about two hours, by up to two hours.
0: Okay. Yeah. So blocks have Mm -hmm. a timestamp in them.
1: Exactly. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's in the header. Hmm. But uh, okay. So maybe we'll just get to the paper now and I'll just open it up so we can follow along.
0: Also, yeah, I should say Perry made a very nice PowerPoint, but we should try to keep it as audio friendly as possible. So Perry make sure you yeah. describe as much as possible.
1: Yes, I will try my best. Okay. So, um, yeah. So if the, the paper starts, I, I, I mean, for me it was really nice because he lays out everything very clearly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he starts with the, you know, traditional, how does Bitcoin mining work and the way it works, right? If you look at equation one, for those of you that have the paper, you try to hash a block, the nth block, And if that hash is less than some target then you're allowed to add it to the blockchain and this target g of n that he calls uh gets updated every 2016 blocks according to equation two and it's basically just under the rules we just described right so if the if the timestamp of the 2016 block minus the timestamp of the uh first block in the sequence of 2016 Mm -hmm. uh, you divide that by the 2016 blocks times the 10 minutes per block Mm -hmm. And if that's bigger, well, your new target gets larger. And if it's smaller than the two thousand sixteen times the the time between blocks, the ten minutes, your new target gets uh, smaller.
0: So it's just a ratio between the observed time it took to mine twenty sixteen blocks versus the desired time it took to mine. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the new the new target is uh, yeah is given by that ratio. Yeah. But basically, it's only updated as you can see from equation two, if Uh, the remainder of dividing n by 2016 is zero, so every 2016 blocks. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you get the same target for every other block.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So, uh, yeah, and I should say these, yeah, yeah. so these SNs here, if you have the paper, are literally just the timestamps in the block, in the block headers. Okay. So, uh, and then he goes into a little bit of probability theory and it just talks about how the time, okay, the, the time you get, the time between each block, is sampled from an exponential distribution uh, with an average that goes like one over T, where capital T is the uh, expected uh, time between blocks. So if we look at this last slide here, so I'll just go back here. So basically, the, the point is, you just expect that. You know, as time progresses, it gets less and less likely that you get the new block because hopefully it's the average is ten minutes, mm-hmm. right? So you get some some huge probability of having it before that, and some exponentially decreasing probability of getting after that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So that that's just the that's just the distribution that describes events occurring after time that are memoryless, so Markovian basically. If you want, they don't depend on the on the previous uh, block. The new block doesn't depend on when the previous block happened, right? It's just, a, it's just a statistical thing that's happening based on the hash of the block.
0: But also, doesn't it not depend on how much time you've already spent on the block?
1: Exactly, yeah. So yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what, what previously happened, right? It's just a statistical event. Mm-hmm. So it's exponentially distributed because, yeah, that, 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 that an exponential distribution just describes that process. Mm-hmm. But one problem you have with this is that the variance, so the standard deviation, is as big as the mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you expect a huge range of times between blocks whose average is 10 minutes.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So the timestamps that you have in these blocks are not really, work, are not really useful. Or, or how to say this 10 minutes per block is not actually enforced very strictly. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like 10 minutes
1: plus or minus 10
0: minutes. Maybe, sorry, if we back up for a second, like, is this an issue right now with Bitcoin? Like, the issue being what? Like the, the fact that there's a huge variance between block production.
2: if it, like, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so I think it doesn't affect, you know, you broadcast the transaction. Mm-hmm. It might take 20 minutes to appear on the blockchain Yeah. instead of 10. I don't think that's the issue. The issue uh, that's brought up in the paper is that uh, now because so many proof of works, uh, so many coins are using this proof of work algorithm, mm-hmm. miners can hop between coins depending on what's more most profitable yeah and because it takes 2016 blocks to change the difficulty you can completely destroy a coin you know by 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 mining so hard on that coin when the difficulty is low
2: mm-hmm.
1: that when it gets when the difficulty gets updated it goes so hard large mm-hmm. that if the miner that mined hard leaves then the miners that are already there can't do anything
0: right <laughs> yeah you, you, so, they're, they're stuck with a really hard blockchain for 2016 yeah. blocks. So,
1: so, so, so miners that have huge amounts of hash rate can just like destroy coins by just hopping between <laughs> coins, getting free coins, selling them, and then like leaving. And if you want, I That's think crazy. reference five. So this reference here, uh, yeah, this Medium article, they discuss like how people have got like a hundred times the difficulty. Yeah. And you have to wait two weeks before it goes back down after the miner leaves.
0: Even with, um, with the threshold on the update, Ratio, right? Like you can only multiply the difficulty by four at most, or divide by four at most in in Bitcoin. Right.
1: That's true for Bitcoin, and this is not an issue for Bitcoin because I guess that's the most miners. But for some some smaller coins, I guess this is an issue. Okay. And actually, Bitcoin Cash also had an issue, which they discuss. um, You know, in
0: section one point two. I thought Bitcoin Cash Uh, didn't have this issue.
1: So Bitcoin Cash had an issue. If you, it's it's a crazy Wikipedia article. Actually, if you go to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, so just open it up. Uh, basically, Bitcoin Cash had a huge issue. um Yeah, so this difficult. If you, if you read the section of the Wikipedia article, the difficulty adjustment algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, they they artificially decreased the difficulty by twenty percent at one point. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: Why? Yeah, because, How? Okay. With a vote, or or just like someone?
1: I guess people voted, and then. Yeah. Like, if the time difference between six successive blocks was greater than 12 hours. Oh, okay. So they had, they had some huge problem with the um, with the time between blocks, basically. Yeah. And now they adjust, changed the algorithm, so it's a sliding window. It's not every 2016 blocks. It's the last, okay. It's the last 144 yeah, blocks, yeah. basically, exactly. Yeah. That changed the difficulty. So, okay, the author, you know, they're talking about how this is maybe better than what Bitcoin has, mm-hmm. Bitcoin Core. Oh, okay, we're back to this guy now. Uh, <laughs> But it's still not optimal. Yeah. Okay, and then in section one point three, he distinguishes between the memoryless property and this progress free progress freedom property that mining has. So memoryless just means that you know you, the time it takes you to mine the block doesn't de- doesn't depend on how much time you've already spent trying to mine the block.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And progress freedom means uh, it doesn't matter how many times you've hashed your block.
0: Oh, sorry. I think you cut out for a second, Perry. Just. You were saying about the, how, uh, the memoryless property means it's independent, um, uh, the time it takes. Yeah. So
1: the time it takes you to mine the block at a given instant in time yeah. is independent of how long you've already been trying to mine the block. Cause
0: it's a coin toss, right? The probability of getting heads yeah. on the next one is independent of how many times you've tossed a coin.
1: Exactly. But it's a, it's a coin toss over time, right? Yeah. And then progress freedom is another coin toss, but it's over the hashing, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how many times you've hashed your block. With a different nonce, your next block is independent. The time it takes you to, def- or the the number of hashes it'll take you, to find uh, a hash lower than some target, is independent of how many times you already hashed your block.
0: Yep, but on average, you expect a specific time.
1: Exactly, given by this exponential distribution. Yep. And what this author now wants to do. And sorry, is...
0: so this is at the level of what the next block is going to be on the network, not at the level of the individual miner, where like that miner's hash rate would be a factor in that.
1: I think they're both related, right?
0: Yeah, I guess uh, you can look at the, the network the, hash rate or the miner's hash rate.
1: Yeah, so yeah. the network hash rate is literally the. the imagine one big miner that has yeah, like yeah. the hash rate of the phone. network. Yeah. Okay, so the, now the, the point of this paper is to break this memoryless property without breaking this progress freedom property. And the way they break this uh, memoryless property is by having uh, an average block time. That goes like uh, that's a function of time, basically.
0: So you wanted to make it so that the longer you spend trying, the more likely you are to get the block, exactly. Without saying there's a specific number of hashes you should try before you get the block, right?
1: Um, basically your difficulty or your target gets larger. Yeah. The longer you take to find the block.
0: So it becomes easier to. Get yeah, yeah. yeah
1: sure. As time as time progresses. Yeah it becomes easier. So the way yeah. you break this memory this property right now is depending on how much time it's taking you to, 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 find your block. Yeah. The next block is dependent on that time, right? Basically.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Because it gets easier as the time progresses. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the, the, the basic, uh, idea of this paper. And the way they do it is they have this parameter lambda of T that's just some exponential of, of time, right? So mm-hmm. it goes like some parameter a times T time, To k minus 1 for those listening, where k is just some free parameter that you can choose. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in figure 1, okay, they've plotted lambda, so lambda increases uh, as a function of time.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And then, okay, they've also plotted 1 minus f of t, where f of t is the cumulative distribution function. Mm -hmm. This just means the the cumulative distribution function means. uh, So F of T, capital F of T, just tells you how likely it is that you found the block at some time T. Mm -hmm. So it integrates over all the the probability of uh, your time T to zero backwards, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And you see that this decreases exponentially as a function of time.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, and then uh, they do some extra calculation, right? So where they they choose K equal to 6... And they show that the probability of finding a block after a certain time is much more tightly bound than if you had an exponential distribution. Mm -hmm. So it's much more peaked the distribution of this new uh, dynamic uh, difficulty adjustment protocol around 600 seconds, which Mm -hmm. is 10 minutes for Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. as opposed to this exponential distribution in black, which you see is, is just super spread out.
0: But it's still, this is just a generalization of the exponential, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's just, a, yeah, I, mean, I think there's a choice of parameters that brings you back to the exponential.
1: No, no, it's different because now the, the, the average, this lambda of t, before lambda is constant, now oh, yeah. it's a like function of time. Yeah, 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 that's true. Right? So, so so yeah, so it is different, basically. Okay. The, your, your average of finding the block depends on the time. Mm-hmm. That you're looking at it's not yeah. independent of, of what you've done before
2: yeah
1: so you're more you're much more uh the distribution is much more peaked mm-hmm. and which which they say is good because now you know the blocks happen more frequently around 10 minutes mm-hmm. instead of spread out it's not 10 minutes plus or minus 10 minutes it's 10 minutes maybe plus 200 seconds
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and you can choose that and make it more peaked as you increase the value of k okay okay and then they do some math and just this Eliminate one of the free parameters, right, this A. Mm-hmm. So this A uh, is going to depend on what you want as your average time per block and this value of K you pick. Mm-hmm. So this is just some simple math just to uh, you know close the loop on what depends on what. Mm-hmm. OK, and now we get into the retargeting algorithm. So the way the retargeting algorithm is going to work is that, uh, again, uh, if you look at equation eleven, it's going to depend on the on the previous uh, retargeting g n minus one, right? So the, the the target of the previous set of two thousand sixteen blocks,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but now for every block, right? You're going to get uh, your target to mine that block is going to depend on time, and it's going to be this little g of t times the previous target times lambda of t divided by lambda.
0: Sorry, g of t. It's not g of t times the previous target. It's g of n minus 1 times lambda t over lambda. Right.
1: Yeah, so the, 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 tar- the target to mine yeah. the next block yeah. just goes like, it's just given by
0: equation one. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: g to the n minus 1 or g sub n minus 1 lambda of t over lambda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So you want to, if you look at this last equation here, which is not numbered, but the, the goal is to find a block now that, uh, that the target depends on time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and there's an extra okay. That, 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 that's the first part which they call sub-targeting mm-hmm. so that's how you retarget within the window of 2016 blocks
2: mm-hmm.
1: but now there's also a different way in which they retarget this g to the n minus 1 and that is a bit uh, tricky, it took me a long time to understand this actually but um, <laughs> what they do is um, for every block they plug in the time it took them to find the block into the cumulative distribution and extract the time it would have taken them from this exponential distribution. Mm -hmm. So they reverse engineer the time it would have taken them from the exponential distribution, given that it took them a certain time from their updated or their new distribution. And they call this time u sub n. And from that, the next block or the next target is given by equation 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's just given by this ratio of un divided by the okay. time between the expected blocks.
0: Yeah, which is the standard uh, formulation that Bitcoin has.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, same form. But, yeah. but, but, but they don't take the actual time now, they take the time they would have got in their mm-hmm. traditional Bitcoin mm-hmm. uh, update algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, they're, they're keeping the same equ- equation as equation one. And they're showing that how you can calculate the expected time it would have taken you from the tr- original algorithm and updating this g of n according to that time. But within each window of 2016 blocks, you update according to this little, uh, or you mine according to this little g of t.
0: So you're still targeting after 2016 blocks regardless, as well as doing the sub targeting between the intervals? Yeah. Oh, within the intervals? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. So the, t- the retargeting of the 2016 blocks just gives you the base at like t equals zero of what you want okay. the, uh, the the time between blocks to be.
2: Okay.
1: And then this equation, uh, or this little g of t gives you how this gets updated as a function of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, so the standard at t equals zero, say, is just g of n. And then as time progresses, it gets easier and easier, according to this little g of t.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, something, it's weird. Oh, no, sorry. I, I thought the the Bitcoin update doesn't really depend on. I thought it it doesn't depend on the time it took to mine the block, but it does. I mean, in a way that you fix the amount, the so I, with t- you fix your time window and then you count the number of blocks you got within that time window. Right.
1: I, I think the way Bitcoin works is you look at. Well, actually, it's given by equation one or maybe not one, but equation something.
0: Yeah, it's. One of the first
1: uh, equation two, right? So you look at the yeah. timestamp between the, the, the last block of your the window of 2016 minus the first block in the window of 2016, you compare that to what you expect for the time it takes to mine yeah. 2016 blocks, and then you update relative, according to that ratio. Basically.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. So it's still using the same information.
1: Yeah. So this same stuff yeah. is in the, in the new retargeting yeah. algorithm, but with for each block, you get to sub-target basically yeah. to make it easier as time passes, so that basically you're pushed back to ten minutes if you pass the ten-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Like if you pass the ten-minute mark, they make it extremely easy, so you get close as close to ten minutes as possible. Mm-hmm. And if you're before ten minutes, they make it a bit harder, so you, you can't get the, you can't uh, go under the ten-minute mark.
0: Yeah, basically. and I think this is solving an issue that they already knew they had, right? Because I think uh, the paper mentions that they used to have a smaller time uh, update window. Like it used to be less than 2016 blocks now. And then they had like crazy variance, So they they made it 2016 uh, blocks.
1: No, so the point is, I think the, the point they're trying to make there is that they can't update after every block. Yeah. Because if they up, up, updated it after every every block and not the average over 2016,
2: mm-hmm.
1: your variance would be 10 minutes plus or minus 10 minutes. Yeah. But by averaging over the 2016 blocks, mm-hmm. You reduce the variance by you know square root of n or something, mm-hmm. just because it's a it's an ensemble average instead of the the one time average. Yeah. So you go from a hundred percent variance to two point two percent. But now you can still update after every block with this little G of t. And have the variance be reduced. Yeah. So you know people that are, uh, it stabilizes the hash rate also because people if people jump off. Automatically, the, the retargeting or the the target changes mm-hmm. according to how many people jumped off or jumped on. Yeah, you don't have to wait two weeks before uh, changing changing the target. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Now they discuss a in section four they discuss a potential attack, right? Um, and this potential attack is well, the most the valid chain on Bitcoin is the one that has the most work on it.
0: So the longest chain.
1: Well, it's defined as a chain that has the most work.
0: Okay. So it's a factor of the difficulty then.
1: Yeah. But the problem now is the difficulty depends, or the work that was, was put into the chain depends on the time it took to mine the chain. Yeah. The less time it took, the more work was put on the chain. Mm -hmm. So imagine you mine a block at some time, T equals, you know, 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I come along with my bigger computer and mine, a block Mm -hmm. at T equals nine seconds. Mm -hmm and I add it to the the same block that you had like I, I just forked the chain. Mm-hmm. Your block is completely thrown away after. Right, yeah. Just because mine looks like it has more work on it. Yeah. Even though yours came before. Yeah. So the way that they uh, propose fixing this attack is by um, not looking at the cha- not looking at the blockchain that has the most work at a, at a block N, but looking at the block N-1. Mm-hmm. And then that 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 block should be okay because it hasn't been forked yet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So you look at block n minus one, and then if two people add a block, you don't care which one has the most work on it. You wait for the the one after, you know. Yeah. Before the most work is decided as 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 the, the criterion to decide what the valid blockchain mm-hmm. is. This is a bit tricky because I think you know it, maybe it, maybe it messes up the fifty one percent attack. Because maybe if you went back two blocks and forked,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and just put just mine quicker by by chance mm-hmm. somehow then you could fork it at uh, maybe two blocks back
0: hmm.
1: and then three blocks back. I don't know. This could mess up the 51% of that in my mind, at least.
0: Wow. That's interesting.
1: Not sure. Anyways. Uh, and then they talk about the tighter timestamp that this gives. And the point is now, you know, if i mine a block and I'm off by two hours of the, of the, the, the time I'm sending you the block,
2: mm-hmm. maybe
1: you don't expect, you don't exe- accept it anymore because you know, my difficulty depended on what time I put in my block in my block header. Yeah. So you want to accept the blocks? Blocks will be accepted more strictly based on the timestamp than they are today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because the the timestamp will the the difficulty they used will depend on the timestamp. Yeah. So it puts a tighter con- constraint on the timestamp. Mm-hmm. But I guess this is a social thing. So right now it's you know plus or minus two hours, but it, you know it might have to be reduced to five seconds, five minutes. I don't know. <laughs> but then this gives you some opportunity to use Bitcoin maybe as a as a way of proving, you know. Your whereabouts at a certain time or whatever, you know. Yeah, if your transaction is within a five-second window of, of the blockchain, mm-hmm. or sorry, if your blockchain is, the timestamp of the block that your transaction is in, is plus minus five seconds, mm-hmm. then maybe you know you have some way of proving what you've been doing, what you were doing in those five seconds, you know. Yeah, or or what came before, what came after, what, hmm. without a plus or minus two in uh, two-hour window. Very cool. Anyways, so that, that, that's the that's the whole paper. The, so yeah, so the idea is just basically, you get a ti- tighter uh, you get a tighter timestamp on each block, if you would use this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it would prevent people from hopping off the chain and hopping back on and you know, you're doing these things that could really ruin certain blockchains.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think just like the last paper where we talked about, uh, it could be implemented in Bitcoin by just changing the algorithm. A bit, without changing the spirit of the of how the coin works. This could also be implemented in Bitcoin, so, right? Probably quite easily.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm just not sure exactly. So I'm not sure if this is wanted or not wanted. You know. Like I mean, I, I don't see why I, I it don't... wouldn't
0: be wanted. Maybe that maybe the security uh, uh, maybe this forking thing is a problem. I guess we'd have to think about it.
1: So the paragraph they write is very small, right?
0: It's yeah, like a, <laughs> no. I know.
1: I think it's like uh, you know just something like yeah this orphaning attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. We, it, yeah, this this could be a problem it, uh, for sure as another a- attack vector, as they say.
0: Anytime you try to tweak block uh, Bitcoin, you um, you mess up somehow.
1: But it's crazy that Bitcoin just got it right then, you know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Is Bitcoin the minimal conditions you need, for it, or the maximal, or whatever?
0: It's just fully is consistent. The,
1: yeah. Anyways, this is nice. I don't, I don't, I don't see it breaking anything too drastically yeah. or dramatically. And uh, you know, I, I think it gives another use for blockchains, where now you could use them to timestamp events.
0: And maybe it but, can be. Uh, we can use our our own difficulty updates to incorporate with this. You know.
1: Yeah, for sure that they work together they could yeah. work together
0: yeah because then uh i think we we have the problem right of the the difficulty of the problem being super unpredictable right
1: um in
0: when we're trying to find the yes, solutions. yes
1: yeah so you, yeah so from last week's uh blockchain journal club we talked about how yeah so the, the point is you have a reduced difficulty but the difficulty of solving the actual problem is unknown, right? Of an empty complete problem, the difficulty of solving an empty complete problem is unknown. Yeah. So maybe you can you can retarget the difficulty, of the. Um, of the hashing part. To give you something that's more tightly bound, around the ten minute mark.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and you uh, know that uh, the paper I think is really easy to understand
0: yeah no, really, really, it was pretty really dense good. i found
1: yeah which parts i
0: don't know he just like went right into it you know no like uh yeah, okay no messing around
1: so the the, the 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 yeah he goes right into it with some math in the beginning but like i think the introduction is actually section like 1.2 and 1.3 yeah you know and then <laughs> yeah section one is uh section 1.1 is just uh you know some background of how bitcoin works
2: huh
1: yeah I would have liked uh, so the, the, the plots are a bit uh you know figure one I don't know it doesn't show anything to me
0: yeah also he Maybe. didn't label his axes yeah
1: know. okay okay so yeah this was a bit very
0: tough. naughty boy <laughs> yes
1: yeah, <it's a> naughty <laughs> boy but um I don't think figure one shows much figure two kind of does it shows you that the yeah that you're more tightly uh restricted to the 10 minute mark Figure one is a bit useless, in my opinion. It would have been cool maybe if you did some simulations showing that you get like like the timestamps of each blocks of each block.
0: Yeah, we had to do simulations.
1: I mean, I guess this is analytical, though, right? He's he's showing you with a plot that you get, you know, the var with the variances according to this. Uh, this yeah,
0: theory. but I guess you still have to pick the parameters of the whole thing, right? And that you can probably only get with simulations.
1: Well, he's saying he he picked k equals six here. Right? So for k equals six, he shows the plot, and I guess the point is, as k gets larger, you 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 you. Uh, the distribution gets more and more peaked, and the variance decreases.
0: Yeah, but why don't you make k infinity at that point? Yeah, I what's the what's the trade-off there? Uh, I mean, ideally, you want zero variance.
1: That's a good question. Um, Wait, why do you want... I don't think you do want zero variance, right? Why? Because then...
0: Um, I mean, maybe it would do, the one, update would just be too drastic if you did that, no?
1: I'm just trying to think, like, if, you, if, if it's extremely peaked, that means you always get a block at exactly 10 minutes. Yeah. But who finds the block? Maybe that is randomly distributed? I don't know. I see. So so you're saying it's like it's like impossible to find it. Oh, well, I think okay. So I think then people would just set their times to that ten minutes, right?
0: What do you mean, set their times?
1: Their the the block the timestamp on their block. Oh, they would
0: just know that uh, that's the only valid. Yeah,
1: uh, I I, can, I the only probability of me getting something is if I set it exactly to that point. Yeah. So I set it to that, and I just wait, and then mine, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. I see.
1: Right? So, so you, you just timestamp it, you pre-timestamp it, and then you do no work up to, 10 minute mark, up to the 10-minute mark. Yeah. And then it becomes incredibly easy at 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and you just start hashing then. Yeah. So I think you do want some variance. Mm-hmm. But already this is weird because at, at, before 200 seconds, he shows that it's zero probability of you finding a block.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So well, I don't know why anyone would start mining before 200 seconds, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe k equals six is not the best
0: choice wait up though so i thought like why, why would the the validity of your block oh no no never mind so it, it, if you publish a block with a timestamp let's say at 200 seconds it doesn't yeah. uh, but but it doesn't match up with like um, the current the difficulty, difficulty target then you, you get rejected basically right Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I see. I see. So so
1: in your in your block header, you have a difficulty target. Yeah. And a and a timestamp. Yeah. And those two correspond to like there's a, there's an association yeah. to do right? But now it looks like if if I if I put a timestamp of 200
0: seconds, mm-hmm.
1: or or better yet if, if I have something below 200 seconds, the difficulty I have to use is like infinity, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Or the target the target is zero. Like I can never beat that. Yeah. So there's no point of me even hashing before 200 seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: Or or be, or maybe I would put 200 seconds as my timestamp start hashing with that difficulty mm-hmm. but only broadcast the block at 200 seconds mm-hmm. or at 400 seconds or whatever yeah so maybe k equals six is not the best choice of prompt because I think you'd want the tail to have some finite probability at below I mean like it, up to does, zero basically. right sure but this is like negligible right yeah. it's less than it's less than you know 0.05 percent or something yeah maybe that, maybe that's useful I don't know
0: yeah that's funny eh I mean, maybe his blot is just bad. I don't know. It looks like uh, yeah, it was done on a word or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, because a common attack here, or not, maybe it's not an attack, but you just start hashing Yeah. with your timestamp at 400 seconds, say. Yeah. And then when you get something that beats the, tar- the target at 400 seconds, yeah. you wait and then just broadcast it at 400 seconds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you've kind of increased your hash hash rate artificially.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess you, can, you can get screwed because if people start mining. Or
0: like in that know. time, you can mine other coins, you know? It's true, yeah. It's just freeing up some time.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe we can calculate, you know, like how much, uh, where you, where do you put the timestamp yeah. that optimally gets you the most Bitcoin and other coins okay. because you can divert your hash.
0: So let's attack his blockchain that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So imagine we write a paper that just uh, attacks this one. That'd be sick, actually. Ledger volume six. Yeah. That could be fun. Be sick. That could be I mean, it's a cool little project there, right? Eh? No, for sure. But it's like something that just came out a week ago that nobody cares about yet. It's like, oh, we attacked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good for you. That
1: would be sick, though. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and if there are like two papers in the next Ledger journal, like the next issue, we have both papers, you know, one attacking this previous one and our.
0: I mean, we could write like oh, ten right. papers attacking attacking our own stuff too, because it's so <laughs> unsecu- it's uh, unsafe and unsecure.
1: Let's avoid that. Thing. <laughs> Anyways, that's the that's the paper for this week, I guess.
0: Huh. I think we're gonna have more discussions about this. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm interested.
1: Yeah. yeah. So let's say goodbye to our uh, our actor slash.
0: What was his name? What? Wow. That looks like a before and after picture. It has to be. Or is Thomas that the Thomas Harding. Thomas Harding. That sounds... Thomas M. Harding. Hard. Thomas it's M. Like Harding. Harding. Maybe I'm thinking of James Harden. <laughs> Thomas Harding.
1: Yeah, I guess he has no background in blockchain or computer science at all. <laughs> yep, bachelor of Arts acting, yeah.
0: Tom Hardy, that's my boy. So the,
1: yeah, the, <laughs> and actually, what I was talking about the Komodo thing, is if you look at the acknowledgments, uh, this guy James Lee seven seven seven. Okay. Is thanked is thanked for his work on Komodo.
0: Yeah, what's Komodo?
1: Um, it's a sort of blockchain. Hmm. Uh, but um. yeah and he also wrote this paper or this medium post about uh, how you can break coins
0: okay with uh, jumping jumping onto Mm -hmm.
1: them and like super mining mining super hard before the difficulty update and then jumping off
0: oh he also cites this paper that says it's called changing difficulty during block reference five i wonder what he said about that
1: no that's the that's the one i just said no no
0: oh oh sorry four i meant
1: uh this is a github it's a github um, Repository. Yeah, I wonder.
0: I mean. Hmm. Oh, is it a t- pull request t- t- on t- Bitcoin? No.
1: Uh, well, it says this is a special difficulty algorithm that tightens the Poisson of solve times, okay. keeping them closer to t- to the target. It continually lowers the difficulty during the hashing based on the timestamp. Okay, so it's just the idea. Okay. This RTT. Yeah. So I don't know if he just took this and like wrote a paper about it, and this guy came up with it first. Oh
0: um, well, he cited it. I mean, he must have explained why he cited that.
1: Uh, no, but he cited it exactly where I told you about the. Um,
0: in the acknowledgments.
1: Uh, not in the acknowledgments, but uh, I lost the paper. In the um, where we ta- where he talks about how you can break blockchains by jumping onto them and mining super hard.
0: And, oh, but that's unrelated.
1: Yeah, I know. But look, uh, I'll show you. It's, references, it's reference four, right? Or,
0: yeah, reference four.
1: Yeah, here. The swings in the varied types of yeah. altcoin hash rates have been dramatic enough to end the existence of an altcoin as its miners suddenly depart and blocks are produced so slowly that users lose patience altogether. Four and five? Yeah. And so like four and five.
0: That's very weird. I feel like he well, should... Well, no, it's not.
1: Maybe maybe this guy talks about an introduction, right? That was... Uh...
0: Why? You know? About... Oh, because he's like... Change difficulty during the block sounds like a related work, not uh, saying people like to jump, uh, make money by jumping across blockchains. Yeah,
1: well, I guess what I guess what I'm saying is maybe in this work, in the introduction, somehow he talks about why this is an issue, right?
0: Yeah, but then he then we, he gives a solution though.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why this is different. Huh. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we should have found out why this was different.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look very nicely explained. So maybe you're right that he just kind of turned it into a paper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Drawbacks. I'm not, I'm
0: not. He wrote a list of drawbacks.
1: Short summary: Difficulty is calculated by a normal algorithm. It is adjusted based on the timestamp the miner reports. The miner does not know his difficulty until he has selected a timestamp. Oh. So slightly different, actually, Hmm. probably. The difficulty drops approximately linearly in time. Uh, Linearly as a timestamp gets further from the previous block's timestamp. See chart below. Okay, so this is just some different uh, Mm -hmm. strategy for the sub-targeting, I guess. It's
0: a weird way of citing that. But maybe this
1: is better because if you don't know what difficulty you're going to get, you don't have this attack we just talked about, right? Yeah. Where you you fix your your timestamp and then just hash.
0: Mm-hmm. for some time that was 2018 November 2018 21 yeah. comments on the GitHub but there are simulations
1: version. here so maybe, yeah. maybe this is
0: a yeah that's a very uh, it's very sketchy how that was cited right I don't yeah, know
1: maybe it's cited maybe it's cited somewhere else oh
0: yeah I guess you're keeping that tab you're bookmarking the Thomas Harding tab I love him how do you search for that? Now, now you can't search for the reference, though. It's not a very good uh, referencing format. It's just the number can, four. So you can search yeah, the number four.
1: But I can, go, I can go up and search. It. I mean, I
0: don't know. <clears throat>
1: oh, well. Um, yeah, that's it. I guess uh, next week.
0: Well, next week we nope. uh, we might have a guest, eh?
1: That's true. Maybe.
0: No spoilers on who it's going to be, but it's going to be huge.
1: You're all going to know him.
0: <laughs> if he doesn't flake out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we should talk about what we should uh, discuss next. Maybe if anyone is listening, could they, you know feel free to send an email to to suggest any paper that you'd like to have discussed. What should be the email? Info at Ozeki.io, right? It's in the description. Yeah. There you go. Call for papers um no but you saw that tweet i sent you that vitalik made recently yeah, yeah he just has like this is what i think is the future for the next decade so maybe we can find some papers related to that and discuss it
1: yeah i'm down
0: always following the uh vitalik's lead <laughs> he's like zk snarks are so 2010 yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> that decade was so full right? yeah. we're moving so p- far past that now yeah it's pretty That's crazy over. though
0: right because it's it's a, a not at all uh mainstream yeah but if, no. let me let
1: me stop my window sharing and you show the tweet
0: i should show the tweet okay yeah. um, you have it yeah i sent it to you and since i have signal on desktop i can just click on it which I don't. Which you refuse to do uh okay yeah maybe we can read uh vitalik's tweet here okay so i'm going to share my screen um uh, brave browser
1: and yeah, maybe maybe this tweet can read our, our future like discussions
0: okay so vitalik uh, are you seeing my screen i see your screen vitalik yeah. the creator of ethereum uh someone who we pitched a project to while he texted like, played, <laughs> played crypto kitties <laughs> um
1: i was a bit embarrassed oh, whatever yeah <laughs>
0: Um, so he has a prediction about the future of blockchain he says the megatrend in cryptography of the 2010 2010- oh cryptography okay so maybe he's not talking about blockchain uh, the megatrend of cryptography in the 2010s was elliptic curves pairings and general purpose zkp so zero knowledge proofs and snarks succinct non something what, what's the rest of the snark I know the first one is oh succinct. oh my god Succinct. Right. anyway it means it, it's just a type of zero knowledge proof uh so that was for 2010s the mega trend of the 2020s will be in addition to broad adoption of the above so the previous things he mentioned have not been adopted broadly yet but they're no longer a mega trend Lattices Al- elliptic curves
1: elliptic curves are I don't know
0: I mean they're very old they kind
1: of, Yeah
0: I don't know if that was really a trend
1: and and broadly adopted anyways yeah go ahead Even
0: zero knowledge proofs right uh, I I don't You're know kn- if he means um
1: zero are they're not, they're not adopted yet broadly no I guess. but they're
0: I think they've existed for a long time um, in yeah. cryptography at least I don't in blockchain definitely not okay so his tweet I think is a little bit uh, confused but general
1: um, purpose zKps maybe is something yeah so that would be really maybe, nice. they're very, they're, maybe they are very specific before
0: yeah knows. Um, and that's something we should work on honestly um, yeah. but okay so the mega trend for 2020s will be in addition to the broad adoption adoption of the above lattices. LWE, don't, don't know what that is. Multilinear maps. I think that's a very old math thing, right? Uh homomorphic encryption, also a very old cryptography thing. MPC and obfuscation. Okay.
1: What's funny is these comments, right? How does chain link fit into this metallic? Like
0: <laughs> describe my the thing I'm interested in. Also, you got this in normal human words. And you forgot isogenies, like oh, okay. <laughs> Antonio Sanso verified.
1: Oh, look a Greek man.
0: This is the most savage
1: footnote I have ever read in a paper.
0: Unrelated. Oh, it's a different tweet, though. Okay. But I do want to know what that savage footnote is. Uh, Uniswap okay. was
1: created...
0: So his footnote he- that he says is savage is Uniswap was created with a $100,000 grant from the Ethereum Foundation, whereas Zero X and Bancor raised $24 millions and $153 million in initial coin offerings. So those are, I think decentralized exchange protocols right um i think
1: zero x is like some tools to build some decentralized exchanges yeah right yeah and then but bancor i think is supposed to be a decentralized exchange really
0: okay so i've been out here using Bisc. uh but no myself. but i don't
1: know if bancor i don't know if bancor works like okay <laughs> i don't know if it's uh, launched or anything so, i have no idea
0: actually but they raised 24 million and 153 million in icos uniswap so bancor
1: raised 153 million yeah it's crazy
0: Uniswap currently has roughly 5 to 10 times the liquidity of 0x and Bancor combined, and both 0x and Bancor now route orders to Uniswap. Okay, I mean, that's pretty savage, I guess.
1: That's not the most savage thing. No,
0: no. I mean, in a paper, so I don't know where this comes from. Okay, it comes from a paper uh, on the archive. Maybe we can talk about it next week. How about that? It looks like it's from 2013. Oh, wait, no, that's just the code. 2020, okay. Okay improved price oracles I don't
1: I don't see your uh, Oh, you don't see this? Anymore. I see I see our I see your like outline for our podcast.
0: Oh, weird. Um maybe I shared the wrong window. This is uh, we're we're going down an interesting rabbit hole here. So I'm going to share my screen again. Okay. You should see it now. Yeah. So the paper with the most savage footnote ever is called Improved Price Oracle Oracles constant function market makers
1: this sounds like finance a bit
0: you think um we
1: we can try it for sure
0: um a price oracle i mean price oracle sounds like it's just blockchain like governance stuff no uh sure
1: you have a lot of tabs open there i see do i
0: (laughs) that's why i didn't want to show you my screen (laughs) (laughs) hey this looks uh intense Wow. And
1: very yeah, we can try this. I don't know how. Wow. We'll 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 find something.
0: We will find something and we'll have uh, our guest explain it to us. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> wow, this is a huge paper. Oh my god. It just goes on. And then it, for us. and then a savage footnote. Oh, I don't see where the footnote the, is. The
1: footnote is probably at the page, right? Ah, uh, yeah, you're Under, right. under the you're page right. Where it you're right.
0: there's no footnote section, that's absurd okay um oh lagrangian okay so he they're doing some optimizations here um okay well yeah so vitalik uh gives us some stuff to look at and maybe we'll draw something from there or something completely different we'll see next wednesday which is our official release date wednesday at midnight yeah
1: okay so i guess uh
0: we'll see you guys then yep all good thanks for presenting perry that was a very interesting Mm -hmm. paper Thanks for listening. Okay. Ciao. See
2: you guys. Bye.